Hello everyone, it's your host Teresa. My guest on this episode of the podcast is the co-founder of Rhythm and Beats Juice Cafe, Cody Beichu. Cody shares his vision that led him to create a business built on quality products, community, and building relationships. Let's get into it. Tea Time with Tea. I'm your host, Teresa, and today I'm joined by my guest, Cody Beichu. Welcome to the podcast, Cody. Super happy to be here. Thank you for taking the time out for doing this. Again, actually, because we did record before, and um, it was at Rhythm and Beats, which is the company, it's a juicing company, Mm -hmm. and um, we actually record the podcast there, and... um, it was just, it was amazing. Like, I said that to you, like, when I um went into Rhythm and Beats for the first time. The vibes were so cool in there. The place was, like, clean. It made you want to eat clean and drink <laughs> juice. So, you guys definitely nailed it on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that we stress, especially, like, when we're hiring. You know, we take pride in our cleanliness customer service and the quality of the things that we make so yeah and everything does look like top quality and again it, it was just like it almost looks um photoshopped yeah but it's it's real like fruits that's on display and like you can see everything that's like going into your juice let's let's get into it how did the whole idea of coming up with rhythm and beats so um, I was vegetarian for a long time, still am vegetarian. Actually, uh, couldn't find a place where you can get affordable, healthy eats um, in the neighborhood. Uh, usually I would have to go outside of our neighborhood to get that kind of thing. Um, my partner, Trevor, uh, he had started juicing um, to incorporate more fruits and vegetables into his diet. And so we started talking about it. We said, you know, this community could use something like this. And uh, we just decided to go for it. Yeah. it It's um funny that you say that just because um you mentioned your partner, Trevor. Yeah. And I have um a chalkboard wall. Mm-hmm. And on it, it says, eat more greens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, a good practice of mine, it's like, okay, you could just say, like, eat more greens. And to some people, they're going to think, like, okay, let's um have a salad at least once a week. Or, I don't know. But, like, automatically, when you think of greens, I think everyone kind of thinks of salad. Yeah. But for me, I'm just like, okay, I know I don't love, like, greens and vegetables. Right. So I sneak them into, like, everything that I eat. Yeah. So if I'm having a cold-cut sandwich, instead of putting lettuce, I'll put spinach. Yeah. And um, if I'm, like, making pasta or something like that, I'll throw spinach in there at the very end. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, in in juice, it's always, like, spinach, kale, then your fruits, like, a ton of fruits. So much easier to get this into your diet with a juice or a smoothie. Um, It's quick. You know, 
I think the inconvenience of making it at home is just like the mess and the cleanup process. So we kind of just that's take, where you guys take, come in. Take care of that for you, yeah. <laughs> also, I know that um, in the juicing process, also that's where you get the most nutrients out of like your greens. Yes, so that's that's actually pretty interesting. So with smoothies, you sort of maintain all of the fiber. All the fiber is in there. But with juices, you extract the fiber. Right. So both are beneficial, mm -hmm. um, but those are just differences. Yeah. 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 It is interesting. So I feel like um, to get the most out of like whatever you're going to put into your body, yeah. juicing is like... A good option. Yes, yes, definitely. And just go to Rhythm and Beats and get your juice. <laughs> definitely. So you have like this interest from like one being vegetarian. Mm -hmm. What made you become vegetarian? So what, uh, when I was younger, um, both my parents' families in Trinidad um, used to do poultry. So when I would go visit, you know, they had the chickens and the pens and stuff and they would slaughter them. Um, but I was close enough to them, you know, to like see the connection between um, something that you can play with, like chicks, and then, you know, the meat. Yeah. So that was something that I saw myself not being able to partake in. I didn't want to um, eat something that I knew that suffered or like... Uh, the only intention for this being was for it to die so that I could consume it. I just felt like I didn't need, um, it wasn't a ne necessity. Yeah. Uh, so at an early age, I decided not to, um, not to eat meat. My mom was vegetarian already for a number of years, so that made it really easy. Yeah. Because um, now, like, you have at least someone who's, like, cooking, cooking you. Cooking, right. Exactly. How old were you? Um, about eight to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, pretty. That, yeah. Pretty young. And have you ever tasted meat? Yeah. So before that, I, I used to eat all all kinds of meat. Yeah. Beef, chicken, everything. Like I'm just thinking of like Kentucky Fried Chicken, like from being younger, and yeah. like how good it tasted, especially from like a different country. Yeah. So like I grew up in Guyana. Yeah. So like that tasted. Completely different from like chicken in New York in America. Yes. Um, and it's also like you get older and then you're just like learning things about like what they um, inject into animals to mm -hmm. like for shelf life and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's I'm not saying I'm going vegetarian right now, right. but I am more aware of like what's going into the foods that we're eating. Yeah, and I think that that's really important. I, I don't preach to anyone that they should be vegetarian. Everybody should choose what they yeah what they want to eat. Um, but it is important to just be aware of uh, and have that information readily available. Yeah. Which I think now we do more than ever. You know, you have documentaries, you have uh, YouTube. Yeah. Um, so. So many YouTube videos on like on yeah. stuff. Um, that's like a whole nother topic we could get into on like what's on YouTube. Yeah. But <laughs> for the sake of the podcast, yeah. being vegetarian, having this interest in juicing, coming like having the idea in general, mm -hmm. and now you're just you and your partner executed it into a business. What was the process like 
just getting the business off the ground? So there are a couple things. One was the recipes. So as I said, Trevor had already st started playing with juicing um, quite a bit. And so he had some recipes up his sleeve already. And then we just bought a couple of blenders. Uh, actually, no, we got juicers and blenders that people weren't using, actually from family. Okay. That's the, that's the first step. Uh, we set them up in my basement and we just started uh, juicing on the weekends, inviting friends over to try it. Yeah. So those were really fun times. And um, actually, our, our menu came out of those sessions. Yeah. So those are the recipes. Um, on the other side of things, like equipment and um, everything that you see in the shop, furniture, uh, those things we, we kind of hustled for. So we would go, we would find restaurants that are closing down um, on Craigslist or just like word of mouth and go there um, and try to bargain for the, the, yeah, the yeah. equipment, the chairs, the tables, so yeah, all that. So interesting. So two things. One, great ideas apparently do start in a basement. Yeah. And like creating. Yeah. So that is just like interesting to hear because um, I think either the basement or the, the garage. garage. Yeah. So, so we know Rhythm and Beats is like going to be successful. <laughs> and fingers um, all fingers crossed, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> and also the fact that you guys like hustled and like you know to get the furniture i thought you know walking in there everything just looks so beautiful of course and it still is um it doesn't take away from that but it is interesting you guys kind of like going out doing your research and like okay this place is closing now let's see what we could get we, out of there we definitely saved tens of thousands of dollars by using uh, reusing equipment absolutely and so I work in real estate mm -hmm. and one of the things, especially in commercial real estate in particular, when offices are moving, they usually don't move with their furniture. And the last office that I showed, they had like all these like Ikea furniture, a chair like that actually. And there was like four of them. I didn't I didn't get that one there. Okay. I was like, I bought it. It would have been cool to say like, I got that chair from the office space I rented. Um, no, but um, it was like red. It was like the red version to that. And then this really like colorful, um, like a little end table. Mm -hmm. And I asked, I was just like, oh, what are you guys going to do with the furniture? And she was just like, oh, throw them out. And I'm like, what? No way. Like, I know I paid like 80 bucks for my chair and you're just going to throw like four of them out. And they were brand new. Yeah. You could tell they were like spanking new. Um, everything was in good condition. Even, I mean, what are they called? The stand-in desk? Mm -hmm. Those could get pretty costly. Yeah. The office had stand-in desk and they were getting rid of them. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I need to get someone into this office so they can have the luxury of the office and the furniture. Yeah, we have a serious waste problem, uh, you know, in, in the city in general. So yeah. That's a whole other topic, but... Yeah. And, I mean, it's just... It's so, it's amazing to, like, kind of, like, reuse what you can. Mm -hmm. And it kind of also goes with the whole kind of, like, going green and being clean on top of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, in terms of our waste, we 
So obviously we have a lot of organic waste, meaning, you know, um, compostable material, right? Mm -hmm. The waste from the, uh, the juices, um, meaning like the fibers and stuff um, that is extracted just goes into the trash. And that's actually really great for composting. So I was looking last week into any companies or any organizations that would be willing to pick up that compost and reuse it. Um, unfortunately, in our area, um, we don't have any any organizations like that to, to serve us. Yeah. Um, but in Brooklyn, there's a lot. Hey, hey, yeah. Brooklyn. Hey, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, Trendsetters. Yeah, we, we try. We try to do our best. In terms of, like, compost, I know this is, like, gonna go off topic a little bit, but, um... There's a few things about that that I guess I can understand, like, why people don't do it. And one is probably the smell is, like, the biggest thing. Mm. But also in terms of, like, just the planet and, like, using it to, like, using what Mother Earth has given us and giving it back to, like, grow something is just fascinating on its own. Mm -hmm. Do you think, like, maybe behind Rhythm and Beats that you guys might start your own thing? Like grow, growing yeah. things itself. We've definitely thought about it, like using the roof for something to, yeah. you know, there's a lot of rooftop gardens and stuff. That's like a big thing in New mm -hmm. York City right now. Um, I don't think that's on the agenda, but yeah. we've, we've thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be interesting just like, again, going back with the whole theme of like everything to kind of like incorporate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually also got into like not a debate, but someone was really angry at me when I when she asked about um comp composting, yeah. and um yeah she got like really angry like oh my god you don't do that and I'm like no I live in an apartment building and if I keep it around it's gonna just like smell like so badly and she was just like no everyone should do it and I'm like but I recycle yeah. <laughs> like I I do the best that I can right but um. Right. I, 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 again, like, even though a lot of those folks, like, have good intentions, I don't think you should go around saying, like, oh, you should do this or else, blah, 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 because then that becomes pretentious. Yeah, for sure. So now that, so now you guys are in your basement, mm -hmm. you're creating all of these juices, you're, like, having your friends, like, basically be your guinea pigs. Exactly. Because, like, you yep. guys try this, tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. And like you said, a lot of like your menu items came out of like those basement phases. Mm -hmm. How did you guys like once the door was open? How did you guys like pick which juices were gonna be on the menu? Because you guys had a lot right now. Yeah, so we 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 broke it down just by the same thing. Um, having people give us feedback. And then we created the list of like top eight or ten or, so, or something like mm -hmm. that. And then um, we decided we looked at okay, what fruits are readily available, um, and you know what we could get at cost, and yeah, we sort of just did it that way. Yeah, and was it the same thing with like the food items that's on the your food? Menu? The food items actually came afterwards. When we first opened, it was just juices and smoothies. As we started approaching fall we realized that, okay, we should be sort of, um, we shouldn't stop innovating, yeah. right? So, um, although we already had coffee and tea, um, and a, well, espresso, we wanted 
to, to get some like simple bites, right? Simple, healthy bites. And so the first thing that we rolled out was avocado toast mm-hmm. um, and then banana toast and strawberry toast. Uh, we could, we were already getting the strawberries and bananas and the avocado. So um, it was easy to just reuse it into the food items. Yeah. I think also one thing that I asked you from our previous conversation mm-hmm. was that you and Trevor have like no background in the food industry. Right. You guys aren't professional, professionally trained chefs. That whole like idea is just like, you know, just proof that like, you know what, once you set your mind to it, like you could do anything. Did that scare you at all? Like knowing like, okay, I'm opening up um, this business. It's going to have juice. It's going to have tea. It's going to have food. I have no background in this. Like what are people going to think? Or is everything going to taste as good as we think it tastes? Or that like our friend thinks that it tastes good? Yeah, I actually that didn't. That didn't cross my mind. I don't know if it crossed Trav's mind, but um, yeah, I think we just had a really positive mindset through the whole the whole uh, journey. I didn't know how to cut up a pineapple. I didn't know, you know, how to cut a honeydew, but, you know, we just figured it out, yeah. you know? And yeah, the experimenting with friends and stuff helped to validate, you know, our yeah. taste and stuff like that. How did you manage to stay in that positive mindset, though? I, I don't know. We were just... It, it was... It all happened so very quickly. There was just a lot of things to do. And we would get up every day and say, okay, we're going to do it. So, actually, the, the week before we opened the doors, we took about five or six vacation days. And most of those days, we stayed up. Um, there were some days that we stayed up 24 hours, but um, most of those days were into the morning, um, morning hours from from 7 a.m. into like 3 a.m. in the morning. What were you guys doing? We were, you know, moving equipment. That's when we, we did a lot of the hustling, right? Mm-hmm. We would, um, so we may have seen an ice cream machine in Park Slope, which we did, and this is a huge ice cream machine, so just to figure out, all right, how can you get a van? How can we load it up? Who can help us load it up and, um, you know, bring it back uh, and set it up? Yeah. Um, So things like that. Things like um, just going out and purchasing things, you know, blenders, movies. Yeah. So it's just like, it was like really just you guys trying to get this store together to hit like your opening day. Exactly. And I just want to quickly backtrack because you said ice cream and I recently saw on your Instagram that um, you guys created like this um, ice cream. I can't remember yes, what yes. flavor it ha- is. Honeydew um, with green tea ice cream. Yeah, I saw that. I was just like, oh, I want to try that. Yeah. So on top of like learning to cook juice, now you guys are making ice cream. We we actually don't make the ice cream. We we get supplied by vendors, local vendors. Okay. Um, there's one in Brooklyn called Blue Marble. Um, they have organic ice cream, which is dairy. But then we also have um, some vegan ice cream options as well from some other vendors. Yeah. And summer is like coming soon, so I mean, it just sounds so refreshing. Yeah. And in terms of like, okay, so now you guys um stayed up literally like try like just trying to get like every like 
every little nicks and nags in like in order to have these doors open. Right. Con- Sorry, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, so construction was a big part of it too. Um, thankfully, Trev's dad um, sort of spearheaded that that piece of it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have to worry too much. We All we would have to do is just like go out, uh, look at <clears throat> the, you know, things like bulbs yeah and you know chairs and stuff like that but. yeah like really getting like your interior design in on exactly yeah. yes and it's it's interesting also um what is trevor's background in terms of like what does he do like so for um, work yeah he's in criminal justice so he works with the um he works for the federal government and yeah. what do you do and i'm in it okay yeah so we have like this IT guy, criminal justice guy, yeah. open in this juice store. Yeah. And it's all coming together now. Mm-hmm. Like, where were the, f- like, how were you feeling when, when you saw things actually like come into like, okay, this is this is actually happening. Like, the construct we're doing construction, we're buying machines, we're like yeah. we have this menu. Like, what were you, what were you feeling like in that moment? I guess just hoping that people would uh, respond well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the biggest thing, yeah. Just yeah. hoping people would respond well and hoping that, you know, we are actually providing value um, to the community. And I still feel like there's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of at the forefront of my mind and in the back of my mind. It's sort of like, okay, hopefully we're doing it right. Yeah. And I think, like, that's, like, one thing with entrepreneurs is that they're always like thinking about mm-hmm. like the next thing that they could do or what can I do to like make it better exactly and, like, and um, one thing that you also just mentioned was like the community and mm-hmm. I know community is like one of the big parts of like your business also and where you guys are located mm-hmm. and I just wanted to talk to you about that a little bit in terms of like Rhythm and Beats right now is located in Ozone Park, Queens where you grow, where you grew up, I grew up there, mm-hmm. um, and I also like mentioned this to another podcast guest that we're gonna have soon, who also opened the business in um, Ozone Park, Queens. Like growing up, we weren't used to having like um, like a place to just go, yeah, and like literally sit down, enjoy like a cup of tea or enjoy your juice mm-hmm. and maybe like also study and do homework and just have like a, a safe place I like to call it mm-hmm. to kind of just like hang out with friends. Everything was kind of geared towards like maybe a hookah bar or Absolutely. Yeah. Like come to think about it, like when you think of like a place to hang out, it would be like a hookah bar or you would actually have to drive maybe to Austin Street or Howard Beach and I think it's really nice to finally have like something there. Yeah, so Trev and I were super aware of that um, and I think anybody who, you know, even high, you know, high school students, college students had that sort of frustration in our neighborhood. You, Yeah, of course you can study at home but sometimes you want to like a change of scenery and we didn't really have that that option as you mentioned so... Uh, we kept that in mind, especially with the design, <clears throat> the design of, of, of the shop. Uh, we didn't really have to create such a cozy environment. Mm-hmm. I think we would have, we would still have good products and people would come. But it was really important for us to create that vibe there because 
because we, you know we just wanted people to be able to enjoy it yeah and do you like now that the business has been open for a while mm-hmm. like do you see like um do you get like um feedback from like customers saying like hey thank you for kind of like creating this environment for us yes so that is that is great validation so we we get a lot of uh reviews on Yelp and Google um and Facebook uh but even you know just word of mouth reviews yeah are are great to hear uh that oh my god you know the music in here is so nice and you know um I love sitting down and like doing homework or like working on a business idea yeah um yeah so without trying to be too like invasive sometimes I just go and ask customer hey like what what are you working on or like you know yeah um So I I'm, cool. I'm just I'm just going to say it. So um Tish who you introduced me to mm-hmm. um owns the figure studio. Again going back to like community and you guys both have like the same kind of concept of like listen Queens did not have things like this where someone could come in and feel safe and just kind of like for her it's like working out but having customer interaction she said like um in her lobby which is very cute mm-hmm. um that sometimes she's sitting out there and she just wants to like talk to the customers and like get to know them and see how their days are going and like also get feedback on like how they feel like going into the studio and I think that's really important because not only are you like it's beneficial for your company because you're getting like positive feedback mm-hmm. or just feedback in, in general, general yeah. um but you're building like a relationship so so that is something that's extremely important and you know I was I was thinking about it on the way over here like that is probably the most important part of business is um in my opinion um it's just the relationships that you build between your customers between other vendors uh, uh between your collaborators and it's just really nice you know outside of business just mm-hmm. you know for life in general like it's about relationships and interacting yeah yeah um i feel like so much of like our interactions now also is like through like social media mm-hmm. and it's just like going to a place is no longer just going to a place to enjoy it it's more like oh let's go here and then your friends are kind of like just taking a million pictures yep. it's just like no let's like actually enjoy like the vibes and like what's going on here so i'm very like super big on building relationships and just like having that one-on-one interaction mm-hmm. um 100% like i could do my podcast over the phone or google hangout but like having like that one-on-one connection is like really nice for me yeah and Yeah, I don't know. I just I like that way better. Well, I was going Impressive. somewhere with this. I could forgot. I like lost my train of thought. Tish. Tish. She's awesome by the way. Thank you so much for introducing me to her. Yeah. She's pretty good. Yeah, she's great. Actually, the first conversation that we ever had, um she we spoke about a uh, um Onings. So mm-hmm. she I was actually in Florida I was with some family and um we had just opened up and um a mutual friend put us in contact and so Tish called me she was like hey I, I know you opened this juice bar or whatever and like I had some questions about uh opening cuz she was opening like in a couple of weeks yeah 
Um, she wanted us to do an event there for the opening day, which we did. Uh, but aside from that, we were just talking about like, okay, like how much did you pay for your awning and like who designed it and this and that and mm-hmm. whatever. And it's just, it's good to have that, that sort of conversation, that sort of person to lean on. You know, you guys are both in the same sort of boat. Yeah. So both like new business owners, yeah. both building something in Ozone Park, Queens. Right. Both, I would say, in the health industry. Yeah. And it, it is the health industry at the end of the day because she's doing fitness and you're doing juicing. Mm-hmm. It's like both better in yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 great to have that relationship. Yeah. And going back to like community also, and in terms of like your location, I know. Um, Richie's gym is also like right next to you and I guess like was that like a strategy that you guys were like okay we're gonna put this juice bar right next to this gym just for like easy access or to get customers right away definitely um so there were a number of gyms that opened up in Ozone Park recently so there was Blink Fitness on 103rd and right after a juice bar opened next to it. And I thought that was actually the ideal location. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we saw that one was taken, Richie's didn't have anything next to it. So yeah. we're like, you know, this will be a good spot. Also, there's um, that area is very industrial. Yes. There's a, one of actually America's largest bike manufacturers just moved out of this huge building down the block. And so they're reconverting that into um, into like... Uh, office spaces so we kept that in mind I think that project is going to complete sometime next year Mm -hmm. but it just it's just something to think about you know there's going to be a lot more people employed in that area Um, so it might be good it might be a good location for I I think one of the things that you said to me and you're proving it to me again right now was that you guys did so much research prior to prior to opening yeah like you we talked about marketing research and i think it's just so fascinating that you're like oh you know what okay this bike store is like moving out but this office space is moving in that means more people means more business so it's not only like you're not only thinking about the community which is like one super big but now you're also like thinking about like business and like what it could bring to you and like just combining I, those two exactly. things is just awesome it's just like having yeah. like all these thoughts yeah it's it's really um it's it's really cool to, to have to piece together these kinds of things yeah yeah you're coming up with like a, a, a overarching solution sort of I guess one thing that um I didn't mention is like yeah the, the market research right going to other juice bars and seeing what works and what doesn't um that that was really beneficial for us too yeah I'm sure it's just like, okay, like, we're not going to put something gross on the menu. Like, it has to taste, like, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing it back to that for just one second, did you and um, Trevor? Trevor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you and Trevor, like, also, have you guys tried every single thing on the menu that, like... That we made? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have. That's a lot of stuff. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we have to, and we tell our employees too, so we have this, you know, employees can um, have juices and, you know, food, obviously, yeah. um, from the store. And we encourage that because they need to be able to tell customers like that's really a- good. about their taste preferences, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you also encourage them to, like, maybe, like, 
experiment? Like, is it like a work environment where someone feels creative and they're like, hey, Cody, I have this idea. Like, can I Absolutely. like... Absolutely. We love that because um, just like that, that smoothie that you were talking about, right? The yeah. honeydew with the um, uh, green tea ice cream. Yeah. That's, that, that came up... Um, so Nika created it. That's one of the employees that we hired on for opening day. Mm-hmm. And she's excellent, you know. So whenever you have like this creative burst, definitely try it. Um, make it for yourself. Make it for, you know, your other coworkers. Um, you know, have, you know, put out samples for customers to yeah. try it. Yeah, we definitely encourage that. Do you guys see yourself like expanding the menu? Yeah, definitely. We're actually working on that right now. Uh, it's... Uh, I give you, I guess, a little insight. So okay. we just um, teamed up with this uh, local couple. Um, they have a company called Geniusly Brewed. Ooh, I like that name. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a tea company. Um, Shout out to teas. <laughs> yeah. And so they have some awesome teas, and we hope to roll them out for the summer. They're gonna be um, like iced teas. Nice. Yeah, natural iced teas. Is that also in also Park Queens or? They don't have a physical location. Okay. Um, not sure where they live. Okay. <laughs> <But> they, <laughs> it's okay. They, uh, they um, they've done some events at our um shop. Okay. So they came by and they did a um, like a demo on how to brew tea, mm-hmm. and you know a little history on tea. It was really cool. How did you guys connect? We were. Put in touch by trying to remember another local vendor that we work with, Sharana. Yeah. So Sharana has this uh, like this line of beauty products, right. so like organic soaps and stuff like that, and uh, essential oils. So we stock her things. Yeah. Um, she actually met us after uh, going to Richie. She goes to Richie's gym, so she come. She came into the shop. And, you know, we set up her stuff, so she actually put us in touch with Geniusly Brewed. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, I love that you guys are just, like, creating, like, this kind of, like, not inside community, but, like, you guys are are creating, like, this new community of just, like, Mm -hmm. help help and healthcare stuff. Yeah. And just, like, meeting people and, like, building relationships. It goes back to building relationships. So interesting. Because, yeah, all of us, like, they've done events at Tish's work uh, studio. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Tish has, like, an amazing space. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for Christmas, they did, like, this event where uh, uh, they were both Geniusly Brewed and Sharana had, like, little stands set uh, set up in there. And, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I think what I love the most about like what you guys are doing, it's like also helping each other out and like promoting for each other. Like, okay, like we're, we're just company, but uh, hey, like on the side, like we have this side of like essential oil that you could purchase. Yeah. And I'm sure she sends business your way. And the same thing with like Tish, like um, I had the conversation with her that she tells her clients like, okay, you want something refreshing? Like go over to Rhythm and Beats. Right. So right. it's like really like nice to see like, young entrepreneurs like helping each other out on top of that and yeah you guys are doing a great thing yeah it, feel, it feels like it for sure I sometimes think, <laughs> definitely um going back to rhythm and beats in general um i don't know why i said in general <laughs> but in terms of um so now you guys are expanding on the menu which mm-hmm. is awesome 
Could you tell me a little bit about how did you guys come up with the name for Rhythm and Beats? Like, I, yeah. I can tell you my my story, how I thought you guys came up with it. Okay. So, when I first um, saw you guys on Instagram, I was like, Rhythm and Beats, it's in Ozone Park, Queens. Um, I literally thought it was just like, okay, this is going to be a chill spot to go listen to music. There's probably like a live DJ. So, the owner must be a DJ who's like partnering up with Cody. And yeah, that was like my theory on it. That like you and your partner, like your partner was a DJ, and then it was like Cody making juice. <laughs> no, so um, rhythm and beats. We just thought of it as a play on words, you know, um, beats the uh, vegetable, right? Um, and and rhythm just meaning that we wanted that vibe. We knew there was gonna be music that speaks to our community a little bit, you know, like soca, reggae, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of where it came from. So the rhythm and beats. And then, and you guys like just like, googled or checked it out just to make sure it was like yeah like yeah it's yeah. interesting, and I think it, it flows well with what you guys are doing and the community. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to like the music when I was sitting in there. Like, the music was just, like, so good, and, like, you can literally just, like, vibe out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, just chill, work, study, whatever it is. Like, it's it's good vibes. Mm-hmm. So, you guys have been opened for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And in your opinion, would you say that you guys have hit success? Yes. Success for this one year, I would say so. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where we're at. And it's really about, I think I told you before, so uh, we weren't concerned with profitability for the first year or even revenue at that. It's just that whoever comes in the door is highly satisfied Mm -hmm. and impressed and want to tell their friends. Um, That, that is the, that was the goal for the first year. Right. And if you look like uh, on Yelp, on Google, on Facebook, we've gotten that like a ton of really good feedback and you know we've built all these relationships with customers with the people that we work with and um it's all good um and that's that's the most important thing right now for us so we'll we'll set another goal for the next year but what do you think the new goals are for the business i Hmm, that's that's a hard question uh we, we really need to go to the drawing board and um Trev and I need to align on on what that goal is. Part of it for me is just making sure that we are automated enough um, in terms of like all our systems so that we can focus our time on the things that are most important. If things aren't automated and we're doing manual things, you know, you know, over and over, that's uh, that's taking away from things like product development. Um, that's kind of what's holding us back from rolling out product, the, the um, like the teas and stuff yeah. that I was talking about uh, sooner. I would have liked to have it out by May 1st, but, you know, you hit little bumps. On uh, the way. On of the course, way. Yeah. yeah. So just making sure that we're set is, is important. And I think, like, just to go off of that a little bit, being on being on the business end... You guys throughout the whole process have been pretty hands-on 
And even right now, like, you guys are still on hands-on. It's like you're in the back, like, also, like, making juices and cooking food. I think it's just, like, trying to find, like, that balance of, like, being able to work and create mm -hmm. and also grow in the business. Exactly. And I, I could see, like, how that could be challenging. What are you doing right now to kind of try to find that balance? So, um, right now, so what we did most recently was that we changed the sort of hierarchy that we have in, in terms of our employees. So, we had two employees uh, that were hired um, on opening day. We recently gave them bumps. Okay. And then we hired two new people. We want to hire a third so that we have the sort of like supervisory new employee sort of hierarchy. Right. So they don't, so we put, we sort of put our trust in those two that we promoted right. so that we can sort of manage from a little bit of a higher level. Gotcha. And yeah, so I think that will allow us to um, have that balance a little better now. Do you feel, because, like, you guys are still in, like, the beginning stages almost, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, you're all, you're just about to hit a year, so the business is still, like, that's your baby. It's still your baby. Of course. Um, in terms of, like, giving, like, responsibilities to someone else to kind of, like, micromanage what everyone else is doing, mm -hmm. do you have, like, any fears, I guess in terms of like that not really panning out absolutely yeah we've so our decision to ch make that change in hierarchy was about a month or a month and a half ago mm -hmm. um i still find myself like micromanaging a little bit um i try not to as much right but but yeah definitely there is that fear that somebody wants to put the nutella on differently you know <laughs> like in a way that we didn't intend for it to be you right. know but customers are expecting a certain consistency that we need to make sure that okay everyone is abiding by one thing right so yeah Trev and I definitely are still still on the ground yeah I think you just said like one thing that's like super important and this is across the board for whatever you do in life mm -hmm. is consistency yeah Especially in the restaurant business, like you do not want to go to um, New Park Pizza and then all of a sudden it doesn't taste like it tasted five years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's super, super important. You know, like uh, I don't want to compare us to McDonald's, but um, you know, one of the things that McDonald's got right is that you will always, a fry, that fry will always have that same crunchiness. Yeah. You know? Um, or the bun will be the same, you yeah. know, for as long as I can remember, it's still the same. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just about having that consistency. I like to invest in the employees because, you know, it boosts their confidence and stuff. So that additional responsibility for them, you can see it in their work ethic and their attitude and stuff. It, they are growing as well, mm -hmm. you know, a, a lot. And so I'm happy to see that. And they take pride in the way that they train their employ the um the newer employees. We'll see how that goes, but it looks good so far. Do do you ever find it like um like okay, so going back from like being the business owner and the cook. And mm -hmm. I think we also talked about this before. 
Which one would you say is the most challenging for you? Being, I, I think being the, the business owner because nobody else can drive the vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can play with the hierarchy of employees in order to make sure that the product is consistent. Right. But there's nothing like that that you can do to drive the, um, the vision, right? So uh, what products do we hope to offer or how, how do we want to change marketing strategies and stuff? There's no one that I can sort of allocate that responsibility to that's totally on Trev and I. Right. You know, so that's that's kind of the, the tougher part, I would say, in yeah. my opinion. Like, this is your this is your visions. Like, mm-hmm. this is you guys' visions, and, like, you want to see it the way you see it. Right. Yeah. I can see that. And, and, like, and implementing that the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it actually reminds me of um, an interview I watched with um, Elon Musk, mm. where he has his hands in like almost everything in his company mm-hmm. and um he's that way because he wants his vision to like i can't think of the word right now but um basically like he wants to see like what he envisions like yeah. in real life right yeah right and i i can completely see that while working full-time it's it's tough like you you really have like one day it has to be okay behind the counter the other day it will be okay guys cover for me behind the counter i need to work on uh the books or i need to work on talking to some potential vendors right you know things like that have you like left your um full-time job to do rhythm and beats no interesting yeah how are you juggling a business that's open you guys open from like seven in the morning to what time at night 8 p.m most nights seven in the morning to eight at night and you have a regular nine to five job. Yeah. How in the world are you juggling that? So, it's just about you know sort of allocating where needed and having that trust in people. You know, right. trust in the employees, trust, um, just sort of creating that structure that allows the business to run smoothly. Smoothly, yeah. Yeah. And so once I get out of work, I'm there. But I would hope that you know uh, things were maintained throughout the day. Um, well that is interesting yeah and it also sounds stressful it, it is a little bit but um i don't really get hung up on stress too much i, I try know that you did that yeah 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 what i don't what? And, and trev as well trev works full-time as well that is so crazy yeah he he was working nights so mm-hmm. he would work he would go to work at 10 p.m get home at 6 a.m Make runs to wherever he had to go. Right. Come back to the shop and be at the shop until about 7 p.m. Until I got, like, I got there and right. we, we talked and we, we caught up on the day. He would go to um, go to sleep and wake up at 10 p.m. again. So he would get, like, two to three hours of sleep. Wow. Insane. 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 But he did that for a while. And now he's, he's on a 9 to 5 schedule, but... I think like it just shows like amazing work ethics. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the driving point for you guys to work so hard? And I think like even asking the question, I'm like, duh, T. It's like because they want to have a successful business. Yeah. But is there anything else like to like literally two hours of sleep for Trevor? Yeah, like, he's 
Yeah, so Have you're amazing. If you're listening to this, yeah. you're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I think uh, just being smart about the way that we organize the structure, mm-hmm. th- th- that's important. Or Organizing the structure is important because maybe Trev could have gotten four or five hours of sleep if things were organized better. Right. You know, so like we need to identify that and find the gaps that we have right now. And, and just get that sorted out so that he doesn't have to work as hard, right? Right. Um, but you can spend that time working smarter, right? Yeah. There's like that quote, um, work smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where we want, we want to get to. I feel like with the structure, just by like sitting here and talking to you and just knowing that you guys like have like plans and have like things to work on and you just saying like you know figuring out what those gaps are and filling it Mm -hmm. i think you guys are on the right track and i think the business i mean we've talked about this also on the when we previously met up was just like the business right now is pretty successful for only being in like year one yeah and i can only like what are your like hopes for like what's to come? So, I think um, I'm I'm not too sure. We're kind of just going with the flow. Uh, again, we we're just gonna have to go to the the drawing board and yeah. see see where we want to take this. Do we want Do we want this to become a multi store venture? Right. Or do we, are we comfortable with just it being in Ozone Park, this one location? something that needs to be talked about yeah. uh we don't we don't really know at this point we just want to make sure that everybody that comes through the door leaves happy and i think we're we're hitting that awesome. so far yeah. yeah so it's back to the drawing board yeah nice I think so yeah um i think yeah we accomplished what we wanted to in year one but so far and yeah we'll, we'll need to see where we're going from there awesome yeah well cody thank you so much again for being part of tea time with tea oh it's a pleasure as usual (laughs) guys thank you so much for listening to tea time with tea and i will check you in the next one thanks